Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, we got the heater going. That's right. It's winter, baby. It's morning. We got our coffee. We're uh, we're out here vibing. That's right. We, it's not winter yet. Come on. I mean, it's Come fall. On. It's fall. Come it's on. G- it's going to get to high 60s today. Oh, yeah. My sinuses are going to explode. Is that good or bad for you? Hello? Because it... <laughs> <laughs> Restarting in five. Yeah, I don't know what happened to my computer. Um, in regards to my activities today? No, sinuses. Oh, sin- it's going to be terrible because now I'm... It's real quiet now. Reach 66. Because my, uh, my body's acclimated to colder temperatures and all of a sudden it's going to spike again and then it's going to drop again. It was gorgeous yesterday. It was. Of course. Hell yeah. What else is new? <laughs> you're so annoying. <laughs> well, that brings us to today's sponsors, High Peaks Imagery. If you're a local small business or large business and you want to have a uh, fellow local small veteran-owned business come increase your marketing to another level, reach out to highpeaksimagery.com and they can uh, come in with first-person drones, fly them around, capture your business, and then edit it for you. Give it to you, and then voila, you got drone footage for your marketing. Uh, next sponsor is Queen City Creative Works. Mm-hmm. Queen City Creative Works, thank you so much. We appreciate your continued partnership. If you are in the market for personalized BHH merchandise, head over to queencitycreativeworks.com on their homepage. Scroll down until you see Buffalo Happy Hour Shop Now button. Click it, and then you can purchase coasters, bottle openers, and water bottles. Thank you so much, guys. We appreciate your continued partnership. And... Addy, thanks for your logo. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have a useless fact. This is going to bring back some memories. How useless is this fact? A man blew a small hole in his throat by holding his nose and closing his mouth while sneezing. He was in the hospital for two weeks. Doctors suggest you should always let a sneeze out. Those bring back some memories. Some painful memories. I still feel like a little flap there that hasn't healed right. That's gross. <laughs> Ew, David. Are you a loud sneezer or are you a quiet sneezer? I wouldn't say loud. Some people literally like roar. Yeah, you. I was like, gee, are you all right? Dude, you know, you like when it's like it. cause for concern. Yeah, you can feel it manifesting from your like stomach. Like it just bubbles up and then it's, it's just like you just got to let it out. And sometimes awesome. if I, lo- yeah, hell yeah. Sometimes if I just like explode. <laughs> I feel better. <laughs> you know, I, I just feel so much better when I when I just like really fucking let it out. Yeah. Well, sometimes you have to. Sometimes you just have to. I'm not a loud sneezer. I'm a loud puker. 
Mm-hmm. I violently yell when I throw up. Really? Yeah, because it again it comes from down low, and then I can't like it's just it's all it's all happening. So it's now it's like often? a joke, huh? Do you puke often? Well, no. Sometimes oh. I might have you know a half bottle of Basil Hayden at a buddy's <laughs> house, and then I'm I'm gone for the night, and then I don't drink whiskey for a couple days. Is it like a scream, or is it just kind of like a that? No, it's like the a, devil's leaving the body. Yeah, that. Okay, it's like. <laughs> it's Colleen makes fun of me for it all the time, and then uh, the other, the other D in my life, pause, pause. He always makes fun of me for it. So the ones that have heard it always laugh about it. Why is it impossible to keep your eyes open when you sneeze? I think it's because your body's doing so many things, and your muscles are like contracting all at once so violently that your eyes just. They just do that. But I it's think like, it's a muscle reaction. It's like physically impossible not to. I feel like people have tried it before and it doesn't work. And oh, yeah. You, you have sure. those horror stories of like, oh, your eyes will come out. It's like, no, they won't. I don't think it works like that. No. I think that's another lie from our parents have to you try ever, to explain things. Yeah. Have you ever held in a sneeze? Yeah. Do you normally? Um, If I'm around people, during the pandemic, I did. So you just like kind of sneeze with your mouth and your nose closed? No. Nose is always open, but I'll keep my mouth closed. How do you sneeze with just your nose open? Well, I don't clog it like that guy did, so I just leave my nose alone. How do you just leave your nose alone though? It comes out your nose and not your mouth. Well, no, it it still comes it it comes from below and then it just you just hold it in, basically. Just fold it in, David. <laughs> just fold it in, David. <laughs> well, that's what I did, and I burst in my throat. Well, yeah, I wasn't because like you're plugging, very like because you're a, very violent when you sneeze. Yeah, I wasn't uh, plugging sneeze. like I was a 13 year old trying Brussels sprouts. Like that's not what happened. I just kind of just held it in, and then I just died. Yeah, that's not the story's not about me. It's just I'm I'm happy that I have another soldier in this fight. You know, oh, goodness, unlike <laughs> Russia. So what? Uh, so have you ever sneezed and it actually hurt though? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I'm fascinated about I'm fascinated about all bodily functions because Let's, I just think it's so weird that our body does that. I want to see how many muscles your body uses when you sneeze. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to talk about today? Dude, I got some stuff to talk about. Yeah, First 20 minutes is about sneezing. Because it just it's so crazy that our body does that. How many muscles do you use when sneezing? The sneeze centra sends signals to the part of your body that need to work together to help you sneeze. Your chest, diaphragm, abs, vocal cords, and the muscles in the back of your throat all work together to help you expel the irritant. So, The irritant from where, though? Just your nose? I think there's got to be a more efficient way to do that instead of involving, like, your big toe to sneeze. And, of course, how, what does it mean when there's three sneezes in a row? Yeah, you're dead. It means, you someone's, it means someone's in love with you. Oh, oh, stop. I thought you were going WebMD route. No. No, I went full Mayo Clinic. <laughs> Equally as reliable. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so just every body, every muscle in your body. Basically, your, your upper body is utilized. Have you ever felt pain when you sneeze, though? Just because no. it was, like, that forceful? No. Oh, I've done that a couple times. Yeah, that's just you. I feel like I pull a muscle every time I sneeze. Change the topics. <laughs> Did you see the latest headline that I sent you? No, when? Last night, I slid into your DMs like a thirsty pervert trying to reach out to Lana Rhodes. <sighs> I think I did. Did I? I don't know. 
90% of the stuff that you send me are reels, and I just watch them and then like them and then move on with my life. <laughs> well, that's the point of a reel. It has to deal with Canada. <laughs> this, this stuff that Mike said is <laughs> That's so. That's a husky like, singing to its owners playing the piano. He's like, "Did you uh, did you get my uh, last one I sent you? Let me tell you when the last <laughs> one that when the actual relevant one. So he sent <laughs> yeah. me one yesterday at seven eleven. He also sent me one after that, one after that, one after that, one after that, and one after that. So I'm sorry I did not check that headline. <laughs> You're okay. So I have a core group of like six people that get all of my reels. You're one of them. Th- these are the funniest ones though. though. The what if I broke in? She's run up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I got the, about Canada, yeah. Yeah. For those that aren't aware, Canada just banned all legal sales of a handgun. So they're outlawing pistols, essentially. Has Canada become communist yeah because trudeau is literally the worst (laughs) well for a while though canada was like our younger brother you know like they were very neutral on a lot of stuff yeah so uh, that's what i was just going to ask you do you feel like yeah that's changed yeah trudeau since the pandemic and canada has gone so left it's ridiculous i feel like that's not good for them though in their relationship with the u.s of course it's not of course it's not i wonder how a lot of people because in at first when the pandemic started everyone was like trudeau he's so beautiful he's doing such a good job i don't think anybody likes him anymore no one likes him like even left and right i don't think anyone likes him what's crazy about the pandemic is as it's gone on generally all conservatives and republicans because there is a difference have shown to been correct with everything. Mm-hmm. And now they're recommending that the COVID vaccine, it, the CDC is recommending that the COVID vaccine be a part of the normal vaccinations that you need to get into school and then have every year, i.e. the flu shot. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, so literally we said that from the beginning. This is the flu. We're like, no, it's different. It's like, oh, okay, watch. We build something for it. It mutates just like the flu. Mm-hmm. And then now it's, a thing that's recommended so that your kid can go to school, it's like, okay, so you're saying that it's the flu without saying that it's the flu, and now you're going to force a vaccine that still hasn't really been tested yet, but it's the best thing we have against it, even though if you just beat it naturally, you're still okay. Like, I I don't know. It The whole thing is just super annoying and really dumb. Mm-hmm. And when you look at everything in recent years, I would say since the parties flipped views, because the left became the right and the right became the left, just because of how polarizing and you know horrendous uh or what am i trying to say they're they're both toxic right right so since since they became the opposite of each other it's interesting to see how they're just going to continue the left is going to continue pushing for laws to make things that are already illegal illegal again thinking that it's going to change something when it's not like drugs are illegal. People mm-hmm. still get drugs. Same thing with guns. They're just they're always there and there's always weapons that you can use to initiate and conduct and perform whatever heinous act you want to do because it's a mental health issue. It's not a gun issue. And until that's a thing, like it's just 
The left is just going to continuously go in circles, and so is the right. And everyone in the middle who's just trying to follow the law is their entire way of life is being hindered because people in power are just brain dead. I mean, that's pretty much what it comes down to. There's no logic anymore. It's just corruption and greed. Yeah, I'm trying to look up right now because I'm, I have zero idea how Canadian politics work. Um, they have a parliament. It's just like it's each, just like the Queen. But does, or it's they're they're part of the the fucking Brits. But does each region have their own too? They ha- like no, Saskatchewan like, and and um, Ontario all, and stuff. It's all the same. Like they're owned by the King now. You know, Queen Rip. And it's it's a parliament system, and they have certain parties. But the, so they don't have a region leader. I'm sure that they have to, right? No, they just have a prime minister. So they don't have like we have the federal government. They don't have like a New York governor that runs the state, or like a mayor, or anything. Like, is there a, a governor of Saskatchewan? Does Canada have that, governors? That's what I'm looking on. I'm sure it's not going to going to be called governors, but I because the Queen they have a general, a governor general of Canada, which is a woman named Mary Simon. So the sovereign. Okay, workers, so they have premiers. That's what it is. Yeah, they have premiers. So the Alberta premier is a conservative. The British Columbia premier, she or he is uh, NDP. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, Manitoba, Manitoba is a progressive conservative. New Brunswick is a conservative. Newfoundland and Labrador is a liberal. Nova Scotia is a, Nova Scotia is a conservative. Ontario is a conservative. Prince Edward Island is a conservative. Quebec is a CAQ. Don't know what that means. Saskatchewan has its own fucking party. I don't even know what that means. Literally, this says Saskatchewan. Scott Moe, Saskatchewan party. How do you have your own party for a region? That's pretty dope. Do you want to know um, how much Northwest money- Territories is an independent, Nunavut is an independent, and Yukon is a liberal. So most of these are actually conservatives. But I think that the conservatives in Canada is different, right? Not necessarily. And conservatives in the United States. Sorry, say what you were going to say. I'm going to look up Canadian conservatives. How much do you think Canadians pay to the crown? Like, if we were Canadian residents, how much do you think we'd pay to the crown? I have no idea. Like, a, on a yearly basis? Yeah, you ready? Each Canadian <clears throat> pays approximately $1.55 to the crown, totaling $59 million annually. For what? To be owned by someone? Jesus. It says the fees go to the governor the governor general, that Mary Simon woman, who not only represents the queen, but also carries out the parliamentary duties of the sovereign in their absence. Queen Elizabeth's estimated $500 million as part of a bigger $28 billion empire. This is how her wealth is going to be passed down. I mean, that's ridiculous. So there's the queen... And then she kind of has boots on the ground in this woman. Yeah. And then this woman and John or and Trudeau run Canada. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. Okay. That makes a little bit more sense. I'm trying to figure out like what conservatives in Canada believe. Conser- Canadian conservatives beliefs or versus American conservatives. That sounds good. It's I, I don't know. I'm just very glad that we don't live there. Elements of Canada aren't bad, but the elements that are bad are just horrendous, and I want nothing to do with them. 
personally. So the Canadian Conservatives, for example, support universal health care and several other policies mm-hmm. that would be considered to the left of many Democrats. They have less of a right-wing religious orientation than the Republicans. On social matters, they are likely closer to Democrats if little less enthusiastic progressives. The official pro-choice and pro-immigration even tried to uh, table a transgender bill, uh, blah, blah, blah. So in terms of economics, they're norm- norm- they're nominally fiscally conservative. So they're basically what everybody in the U.S. would say that they are, socially liberal, fiscally conservative. That's really what Canadian conservatives are. So basically the same as us. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So Craziness. Yeah. Um, I don't know. When was the last time you've been to Canada? Like, even before the pandemic? Oh, dude. Years. Years. Because I was... I will go up there uh, growing up all the time, up to Georgian Bay and go fishing. Um, but, I mean, I really... Probably... 10? Yeah, like a decade. Canada's gorgeous. And there's a lot of areas of Canada that are just, like way out in the middle of nowhere 2013 2014 was the last time i went to canada actually yeah. we went to the um the house that it's basically where the falls are on the canadian side oh yeah um that that's where we went but that was it and it was for a day yeah canada is like i want to get up to banff that looks gorgeous there's mm-hmm. a lot of random like mon- not not monuments but like areas to go to in Canada that you probably should in your lifetime. And it's such a big area that th- they don't have that many people that we do either. So the whole place is just basically left alone. Mm-hmm. Like if you start getting out to like Labrador and Newfoundland and all the way out, would you ever go to Alaska? Yeah. You want to go to Alaska? Yeah. Yeah. Does Colleen want to go to Alaska? I don't think she really, I don't, I mean. Cause I, Gina doesn't. You want to do a bro trip? Yeah. Okay. I don't think she'd be against it. I know. I mean, sh- if we're going that way, she'd rather go to like Hawaii. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. But I want to go to Alaska. I would, I would love to take a road trip to Alaska. That's that's a long. Yeah, just take it's a long um, drive. Take a month off and just drive oh, yeah, to just Alaska. Cash, yeah. Just cash month off. <laughs> I can't stand you. Because <laughs> when you're done taking that month off, you would still have time that would equate to my entire year's worth of time off. That's correct. Six weeks, what's up? Anyways, um, in other news... I don't know if you've heard this. So, Sleepy Joe announced that <laughs> eligible. No, it's not. <laughs> eligible borrowers can now officially apply for student loan forgiveness at studentaid.gov. Mm-hmm. And then the federal U.S. appeals court stopped. <laughs> they halted it. Yeah, they put it on pause. And they're just now they're figuring out well, okay, if we do this, we broke. Right. So <laughs> so they're like, we can't increase inflation anymore because we're trying to get rid of student loan debt. Like, yeah. Why don't you go after the colleges that are unbelievably corrupt and fix that? Like, fix the system. Don't just print money. So. <clears throat> and that's coming from, this is now coming from two dudes that have four-year degrees. Also, if you want free college, join the military. Yeah, right. The army wants you. Yeah, they sure do. So, all right, let's. We went to college together. That's right. Do you best times of my life? Talk about it. <laughs> Not really. I hated that place. What? But <laughs> what do you think 
is an actual okay sum of money to pay for a college, like for a tuition. Like really break it down. For two many, years or four years? For just one year. So go on your phone and let's say the average college – how much does the average college professor make? Ooh. Because I want I want to do some research on this. Average college professor professor professor. Average yearly cost of college. So thirty uh, college professor can make anywhere from thirty seven to one hundred thirty thousand a year. So let's just normalize it out and say, even give the benefit of the doubt, eighty grand a year. Okay. To teach college. Yeah, to teach college. It's a lot of money. It is, but they're they're saying thirty seven to one hundred thirty. Okay. So eighty thousand dollars a year. You have how many teachers? This is going to be a really difficult. Let's go. Handicap just updated. Let's go. Um, I'm just trying to figure out how much money we are drastically overpaying for college for one semester. Oh, dude, it's because disgusting. Because it, 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 Hilbert, it was what thirteen grand a semester or a year, right? And that's cheap. Yeah, comparatively to like other private school, we, Catholic Franciscan God doesn't want money, but the, like comparatively to other colleges i want to know how much we're paying for teachers and how much we're paying for the diploma you know the overall average cost of tuition and required fees in the 2019 to 2020 school year was twenty one thousand thirty five dollars per year for a public four-year college for an in-state student okay so twenty one thousand. yeah what was hilbert's what is hilbert's and this is not a shot at hilbert this is just what we know so hilbert college annual School or attendance report, and you can also you could Google it's public knowledge how much it costs to go there. Thirteen, so yeah, they're dude, saying thirteen five hundred per year for Th- that it costs. Yeah, to cost, but I'm trying to figure out how many. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. There's, actual students. Yeah, there's only like 3,000 students or something crazy in the college. It's small. And enrollment was down. Yeah. Remember that? Because, I mean, it was, it was essentially a high school. I don't know if I can find the actual number of students that attended. So let's run with your number, 3,000 per year. So 13,500. 13, Do you have your calculator up? I'll pull my calculator up. This is a really good episode. Um, 13,500 times 3,000. So that means that per year, they're making $4 million. In 2011, oh, yeah, it was lower, wasn't it? 1,117 kids went there. Okay, so 13,500 times 1,117. Yeah, which is essentially the time frame we were there. 13,500 times 1,117. Yeah. Okay, so they made $15 million in that year if tuition costs were the same. And they have which fun- is what they were. And they have money issues because the president overspends. Isn't that sad? Yeah. Look so, at that. Co- what are you spending money on? Right. So that's ridiculous. But even if you take in how many professors they have, like how much money is actually going to professors to teach and how much of it is going to their lacrosse team? And then how much do you have to borrow at what percentage? And then what's the kickback to the college? That's the other thing. That's just so frustrating to me. 
that that is the situation that we're in. Then they make you pay to park. Yeah, seriously. And there's not enough parking. But how can they even do this student loan forgiveness thing? Because that is even the one thing that you can't get out of, even if you claim bankruptcy. So mm-hmm. how can the government be like, you know what, for years we wouldn't let anybody claim bankruptcy and get out of their student loans. But now we're just going to wipe everyone's student loans down $10,000. How does that even work? It doesn't. That's probably why the appellate court halted it. It's just they, so stupid. I'm, I'm like sure the powers think of anything. No, correct. The powers that be probably had this grand idea, and the Republican Party did what the Republican Party did. It said, is this legal, and how do we fund it, and who does it help? And then the left is like, well, whatever headline. And then they just spew how it's going to help, you know, whatever, yeah. the population. And then, here you go. And then they're like, okay, we'll agree to doing this somehow. No one knows how it's going to work until it gets passed, essentially. Then it gets passed, and now it's forced to be worked on. Mm-hmm. Now they're working on it, and they're looking at it systematically and legitimately they probably got to a hiccup and they're like we don't know how to solve this problem and then the courts were like well we can't print money to just do this you also have these issues it's not clear and concise well enough for us to pass it so we're going to halt it mm-hmm. except the website's already built and people are trying to log on to do something and then it's just this vicious cycle of losing faith in the government because the website's never going to work it's going to be a, it's a clown show how much do you think is realistic to spend on a four-year degree? That's kind of what I was getting at. I have on a four-year degree. I would say no more than twenty thousand dollars total over four years. Yeah, I, I mean, dude, what? For Christ's sake, when was the parking lot mint in all year round? It wasn't. There's craters everywhere. The teachers had like, depending on the college we went to, the professors weren't professors. They were criminals teaching in front of class talking about what you shouldn't do once you quote unquote make it right so is is the appellate court right now republican like Uh, leaning republican i don't know because that's the only thing because you have to look at it from a midterms coming up if if they if the democrats push this and now it gets struck down by the u.s appellate court that leaning right that's gonna be the talking point for the midterm well, the other talking point for the midterm was what Biden promised for the midterms. The abortion promise. Did you hear about this? No. Well, let's go back to the college discussion after this, though, because I Well, yeah, of course. I'm just saying, he, yeah. he promised to pass a law codifying abortion rights if Democrats win in the midterms. Like, what, what are you even saying? What are you even saying? That doesn't describe anything. Correct. That's why I hate politics. Like, what, right. what are you even doing? Like, we're just going to make promises? But yeah, back to college. So twenty thousand dollars, okay. Realistically, what is you go to college to get a job when you come out. So what would be your annual salary when you come out of college that would be warranting twenty thousand dollars of debt? Like you can't just continue working at McDonald's and expect twenty thousand to be fair. Correct. But I also don't think that twenty thousand is enough. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that it's unreasonable. Twenty thousand for four years. I think maybe like thirty, thirty thousand dollars for a total of four years seems reasonable. You're investing. College 
it used to be an investment in your future. Now everybody and their uncle goes because they feel like they have to. It used to be an investment in your future to get some sort of friggin' white-collar job that you can make billions of money off of. Like, this never was supposed to be you go to college and then you continue working at Tim Hortons to get a management position. Well, like, yeah. That's never what it used to be. Think about what Microsoft used to do. Microsoft used to only hire people with four-year degrees and now they're like the C-suite of Microsoft with a four-year degree. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they have continued education and things like that. Like, relax, everybody. But, the, I mean, that's that's how it used to be. If you had a four-year degree, you were a genius. Yeah. But now you're getting these job applications that everyone's complaining about, that they want a four-year degree and seven years of experience, but I just got out of college. It's like, yeah, because now everybody's going to college. So the candidate pool for this position, if it was just a four-year degree, yep. is enormous. So now... You see businesses, I have no problem with a business saying we need experience more than education because ultimately college doesn't teach you shit. Nope. Like I learned Excel and I still use it for extracurricular stuff. I don't really use it for my job. You've never used Excel, I don't think, ever since you graduated college. We had we were forced to take a religion class. I'm not religious, you're not religious. So college has just become an institution of forced education that doesn't really translate to real life. So if you're a job and you're a business owner, why are you going to hire somebody just based off of the fact that they took religion for four years? And now I can't really even say what degree I want. So you can have a degree in lesbian dance theory, but you're going to come apply to be an accountant. That doesn't work like that either. Right. So give me some experience. And people are getting mad about that. But I just I just don't understand. I don't understand everybody's hatred towards businesses making decisions that will help them grow. I when I was getting hired at my last employer, I gave him my resume. I said, "Here's here it is." And they were reading it and they're like, "Okay." Like and I said, "My degree has nothing to do with this industry." Like and this I asked this after I got hired. I was like, "What what does it even show you? Like what does that tell you as an employer hiring?" And the response was it shows us that you can see something through and it shows us that you have the ability to learn and you graduated. Like that's what it showed us. So we knew that you were able to, and then we looked at your GPA cause you put it on your resume. Like it showed us that you had the ability to learn and remember something which would help you in your current role, which in that case it was a regional sales rep. And I was like, okay, got it. Like, so I drove around, drank coffee memorized everything I needed to know about the filters, and then I worked on the back end to understand the systems in place so that I can better articulate the need and use of that one product that I was working on. Like, okay, cool. Like, you had, you had like I essentially had to reverse engineer it because I had no experience. I didn't really know anything about it, and then I just had to learn on the job about how things worked. So do you think that the seeing it through and being able to learn something is worth $30,000? Yeah. So let me ask you this then. Going back when you went to college for a degree and that degree was ultimately the job that you got, in your opinion, do you think that it was better off when you went to college for a degree and then that degree gave you the job in your field and then that was it? Or do you like the idea of going to college now, graduating, and then any employer taking you just because you have a four-year degree? Which which would you prefer? You know what I'm getting at? I do. And I'm still old school in the sense that you should go to college to get a degree that specifically helps in aiding you in getting a job. When you and I both went to college, it was because we were trying to get into a position that 
correlated directly with our degrees. Mm-hmm. We're kind of an anomaly because our degrees don't really matter now. Yours still somewhat does in a sense, but it like it, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. And mine literally doesn't. So it's not necessarily our fault that we took that course from high school to college, knowing and wanting to be a law enforcement officer at the end of the journey. Mm-hmm. But like if you go what, to college for gen us, ed. But well, I mean, what hurt us was all the other variables that come into play, society, um, timing, mm-hmm. and essentially the boomer, like just just the, the generations before us and when everything fell because it's a 20-ounce system. Mm-hmm. So we got – when we were potentially trying to get hired, it was the hardest time to get hired for that field. Because they were like 15 years in. They were 15 years in, so there, there was just a ton of people – the political shitstorm that occurred around the pandemic wasn't hit yet. This is seven years before the pandemic. Right. And so the, it was a different dynamic of what it meant to be a cop compared to what it means to be a cop now, mm-hmm. which th- now cops are trying to fight to get back to what it was. And which, just so everyone knows, we don't care like what the the opinions of the people were or whatever. Like we, we just wanted to be cops. Like we didn't care about all the political back end. Like we were just focused on being a cop and we both took multiple civil service exams with different agencies across the board. And then I didn't get a packet to become a cop until 2017. And I took the test in 2013 and it's my fault. No one else's for not using veterans points because I didn't even know I had them. And that's on me. Because if I did use them, I would be a cop. Would you be happier now, though, than where you are right now? Um, do you think about that a lot? I do. And... Like, it, I feel like everything happens for a reason. It does. It's very hard to answer. It's very hard to answer. I'm very happy in my current role. I love my current job. There's nothing wrong with where I'm at at all. I'm very happy with my quality of life. However, if I used veterans points, went to the academy, graduated academy, and became a trooper when I was supposed to if I used veterans points, I would have done that. I mean, everything would change. Mm -hmm. My knee wouldn't be as bad because deployment is what destroyed my knees. Same with my back and hip and tinnitus. So all of that's a thing because I didn't use veterans points. So and at this point I would have almost ten years on. So all the nonsense would be over with. I'd be senior. I mean at this point I'd basically be like, who knows? I could be an FTO for all I know if I got in when I took that test because I would have got a packet 2014. I mean that's a so that's so different. Yeah. That's before I bought a house. I would have moved. You know what I mean? Like I. My whole my whole life would have been different. When did you meet Colleen? Yeah, because we started dating in 2013. Yeah. Right around when I, I took the test, October to, uh, 2013. Who knows if you guys would be married or not? In November, 20, November 2013 is when I met Colleen yeah. and started dating her. So, yeah, I mean, we would have. If you would have picked up and moved to be a trooper downstate, you wouldn't be with her. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because she's already made her big move. I don't know if she would have left Buffalo that's what I'm again. Saying, yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, that's I, I'm going to ask her that. I'm just going to drop it on her and see what she does. When she'll probably start crying. She'll be like, "What's wrong with you?" But she's like, oh, I, "I just need closure." But but now, like now that that whole thing is over with, and I'm I'm where I'm at, 
it's nice having the opportunity and potential ability to make the same money with less stress. Mm-hmm. It's different stress, I should say. It's different stress. So getting back to the college thing, I guess this is a college episode, which I'm not super against. I mean, I I, I like these topic episodes rather than us just saying, oh, yeah, our week was fine. Um, <clears throat> I like the fact that right now you can go to school for something, graduate college, and then basically go into any industry. It's yeah, it's not bad. But, I'm st- we're still old school. Yeah, but I feel like there are certain um, occupations where you need to have that schooling. So to that point, nurse, engineering, name it, police officer. Yeah, I don't feel like right now you can be a police officer if you went to school for four years for biology. Like I think that you should have some understanding and some passion when you were younger to be a cop. These people that are just angry and they went to school and now they want to be like that's where you get issues. Mm-hmm. If you have stuff like that and then you have that uh, or that will throughout the entire college to do to invest money in yourself to be a police officer, you should be required to have that education to be a police officer. Same with nursing, same with doctors, same with engineers. Like there's certain architecture like Safe, health and safety that you should have that degree in. But overall, I think that if you graduate college with a biology degree, that doesn't matter if you go into banking. Like, you're not, you have the ability to learn on the job, but from a health and safety standpoint, you don't have time to learn the ability to be on the job. You should come in pretty prepared. Agreed. So let me ask you this. It starts with us, right? Everything we do is duplicatable within our household. So we're the we're the chief executive officer of our own protection detail. Right. Right, as Pat Mack always says. Eventually we'll both have kids. When they get to 18 years old and they're trying to figure out what they want to do cuz they got some ridiculous no shot at our boy, but you got some ridiculous school counselor sitting 16-year-olds down saying what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Right. Like, all right, dude, really? Like that uh, and ma'am, they don't a 16-year-old doesn't know what they want to do for the rest of their life unless they're us. Right? So anyways, which didn't pan out. (laughs) If our kid says, I want to be a cop, okay, I understand. I want to be a nurse. Okay, I understand. I want to work at a bank. Got it. I want to be an engineer. Okay. I feel like what we could do to benefit them is we know enough people across so many different industries, Is we and they're all friends, We'd just be like, let's go talk to Mr. Dan. Let's go talk to so-and-so, whoever. And then we'd just, like, we leave, Mm -hmm. and then our kid can just sit there and ask any question they want. Like, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, ask all the hard questions, free form, go ahead and swear. This is the real world. Like, we're not – I feel like our generation is the perfect age of and timing of old school and new school where we're not millennials – we were around before Google, and we didn't have a calculator at all times. Mm-hmm. So, and we have old school mentalities drilled into us from our parents because it was still passed from our grandparents who went through the depression. Like, we're still a good blend of new and old. Mm-hmm. And we could correct the ship if we just put our feet down and say enough's enough. The problem with that is the generation right after us was such a difference. Like, I don't know if there's been that much of a swing in history before where our generation is a mix of new and old, and then you just get pink-haired. Like, yeah, I, I just don't understand how we got so far off track in a matter of, like, literally two years. Because of that horrible idea of you want it better for th- those after you. 
But like, who raised this generation? I mean, the, it has to be the people who raised this generation were the people whose fathers served in the war. I feel like, like there is that mix between the two, where World War One, World War Two vets, they had kids, and then those kids gave birth to this generation, and then when these kids came back, or these their parents came back from, or their grand their father served in the war, everything was kind of good in that hippie generation mm-hmm. where they were having kids. And now they gave birth to like these people. And now it's, it's so a, weird. Now it's a battle between those two generations. That's why I like no sponsors or anything. Um, like Seth, he talks about it where he goes, "I'm I'm not in the business of raising pansies." Right. He uses a different term, but that's what he says. And then he's like, "I'm I'm literally in the business of raising." hardworking MFers because that's what you need. Like you need people right. that can just shut up, put feelings aside and put the hours in with no regard for anything. Like it's, you basically just lean it on hope. Right. I hope that eventually it pays off for me. So I'll work the 65 hours a week. I'm not going to ask for anything. I'm just going to accept the fact that I work 65 hours a week and I get paid for 40. Like cool. Like it's just, I'm, it's it's legitimate selfless service to a fault, like a literal fault and actual sacrifice where you sacrifice time away from family because you're just embedded in this old school mentality of just work or die. Yeah. Like, and I feel like our, us, 90 to 92 are going to have kids that resemble aspects of that and just kind of somewhat correct the shit back and kick it a couple degrees to the right where it's just like no no pun intended and then steer the ship in a different direction and say like we're gonna get slowly back on track like this has to end like we can't you you can't run an accounting firm for learning how to run a library that's not how it works right. like library studies is actually a really hard program because what it, it's it's not just learning the dewey decimal system like you're supposed to understand the history of like all books and how to it's not just how to run a library it's like you're a well-versed scholar that works at a library to enhance the library and the the actual program is hard because it's so it's still based on what a library was supposed to be in like 1642 so now it's just it you know and then you get out and you're making $12 an hour right. and you read every book from here to King Kong like it's just it's a useless degree now but and you spent $30,000 in student loan debt mm-hmm. so now you're making $12 an hour yeah you're not going to be able to pay that back of yeah. course that's going on and libraries only work like 3 hours a week so Correct. it's like what are we doing then you get a billion dollar uh, grant to put a billion. spot coffee in there, and then West Seneca taxes go up. Um, all right, well, I think that that's a good place to end. Why? How much time are we at? Forty-two minutes. All right. Good spot. Sure. We'll start the next episode. All right. Want to do two? Yeah. All right, we're sticking around for a little bit. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into the college discussion, Michael. You drink anything or uh, want to like get depressed with us while we talk about student loan debt? Please all remember to always drink responsibly, good person. And Michael, do not litter. We're out.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. 